Hey, what's up? Welcome to Movie Dumpster Season 2, Episode 4. Today, we're talking about bleeders, a.k.a. hemoglobin, a.k.a. the descendant, from 1996 or 97? Directed by Peter Svatik. I'm Joe LaScola. I'm Sean O'Rourke. I'm Connor. I thought these were no bogs McGraw. Welcome to the dumpster. My husband's very ill. We're trying to find his family here. He's from the island? The Strauss family? Mm, I don't know anyone named Strauss. I'm John Strauss. I'd really appreciate any help. What's your accent? Is that Italian? Uh, you guys want to do a quick bit of audio theater? So to sum up the, just a quick part of this film? Uh, sure. Go for it. I'm going to be the king of Holland and you two can be these, uh, dumb aristocratic, um, uh, uh morons. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Yo! You know incest is bad? No, I love fucking my brother. <laughs> I will not have a part in this skit. <laughs> That's where I fucking draw the line. I'm sorry. Well, you're, you're my twin. You're my twin that I'm fucking... Uh, I'm good. I'm good, actually. Because I'm so vain, and I just... I, I can't have sex with myself, so I'm going to have sex with my twin brother. Because that's apparently the only option? That's the only option I have. The fucking setup of this movie is a king one day was like, maybe fucking our family is bad. <laughs> uh, We got the fucking three-eyed, three-toed fucking monstrosity coming out of you. I think we should stop doing the incest game. And then the Van Damme family simulated went, hmm, I'd rather not. Yeah, Lady Van Damme was like, as a matter of fact, no. I will continue my sexual escapades in America. Bye. You can't tell me what to do. What do you think? You're a king? (laughs) Uh, P.S. There is no king of Holland. Yeah, what the fuck? There was never a king of Holland, I don't think. (laughs) Also, um, I thought for a long time this movie had to take place off the coast of Holland because of just the way it's set up. No. They get these people because I'm like, why is this island full of Americans and why does this place look like Innsmouth? Yeah, well, well, here we go. I'm going to lay it on you right now. Um, this is a loose adaption. You know, we keep doing these loose adaptions. Anyway, <laughs> this is a fast and loose adaption of H.P. Uh, Lovecraft's The Lurking Fear. Which I didn't know until about 25 minutes ago. So I believe there's three film adaptions of of this story. There's the first one's Dark Heritage from 1989. I've never seen that one. And then there's The Lurking Fear from 1994. Uh, that's a full moon joint with the wonderful uh, Lord and Savior Jeffrey Combs. <laughs> Man, is there one he hasn't done? Like he was in fucking Castle Freak, which like I saw as a child, and then grew up realized, grew up read The Outsider. I'm like, this is Castle Freak. <laughs> yeah, man, Stuart Gordon, it is an adaption of The Outsider. Stuart Gordon's responsible for, like, most of the H.P. Lovecraft adaptions that, you know, we, we know and love, like From Beyond and Reanimator, whose adaptions usually always have Jeffrey Combs in it. And then Bleeders from 97, a.k.a. Hemoglobin, a.k.a. The Descendants. This movie has two a.k.a.s? Two a.k.a.s, baby. And there's, like, a minute different cut, so we're gonna get to that later. And thankfully for Jeffrey Combs, he's not in this movie, so good for him. Instead, we have Rucker Howard. <laughs> Somebody needed a paycheck. 
<laughs> so yeah, so this is based on the H.P. Lovecraft short story, The Lurking Fear. Um, and just real quick, I want to run you down on that. So it opens up with this guy who's like a reporter and he's like a monster hunter, right? And he, he goes to Tempest Mountain, which is in the Catskills. And on this fucking mountain is this giant uh, mansion where the Martens family lived. And there's like all these strange reports about like these these weird attacks and um like on local townspeople and stuff. So he goes up there looking, you know, looking for a thrill and, and a story. And then like falls through a fucking hole and then finds these creepy um you know, monsters that live underground. And then it, uh and then I'm pretty sure like when he along the way he finds like a diary and he like reads the diary about Jan Martens and like how Jan Martens was, like, a relative of this dude, Garrett, who was a Dutch merchant from New Amsterdam, and he, like, hated the fucking British Empire taking over North American colonies, so then, like, he just builds this mansion in in the woods to get away from everything. And then, like, throughout that whole time, like, they, the, the, the Martens family, like, becomes, like, more isolated from the surrounding peoples, and then there's, like dab like there's 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 hints of inbreeding but it's not like a huge part of the story so much as it's like oh my god it's like it's like the shocker thing at the ending like holy shit you know um you know the reporter figures out that like you know these monsters are the martens and they've been there for you know years just like inbreeding and living under the fucking ground and like eating things in the woods and surviving up there like on people and stuff so it seems like they nailed it yeah <laughs> There's nothing about, like, this movie uses incest as, like, the entire base to build around from, like, to build out from. If their min-max for getting the lore of that story on film was 5%, then yeah, home run. This is a diet soda that's also zero calories. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so let's jump into this movie. Well, before we do, real quick, I want to go over uh, how... The scenario in which I watched this, because I understand you two are rather tired now because it's three hours plus my time. It's about 7 p.m. my time now. Uh, I got home from work last night extremely tired because yesterday was long, stupid, and I'd slept very poorly the night before. Uh, get home, want to unwind, start playing some Dark Souls, have some tea because I'm, I'm a grandpa. Um, uh, play a few hours of Dark Souls and start to nod off So because I slept so poorly the night before. Take half a Benadryl and sit down. Pick up my controller and go, oh, fuck. I haven't watched Bleeders yet. <laughs> and then so I throw my controller across the room, turn the movie on, and I'm holding my eyes open, leaning forward, going, there, I can absorb this movie perfectly this way. Holy shit, so you were, like, fucked up watching this. I was fighting sleep the entire time. But then the movie got stranger and stranger to the point where it started to wake me up. Because at some point, I couldn't stop looking away. I was like, this is mesmerizing and how fucking weird this is. <laughs> That's the thing about this film, like... The way that I characterize, like, we're going to jump into this in a second, but, like, the way I characterize this is that there's an A plot and a B plot, and when that B plot starts coming around again, I'm just like, get the fuck off the screen. Like, I, I was so into what was happening, and then you just kind of just put the brakes on. The B plot shoots the A plot in the head and drags its body off screen. <laughs> this isn't important anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, this film is like this fucking, it's almost like a fever dream. 
I guess it it, it it has this weird alluring factor to it, this weird dreamy feel. I don't know if it's it's the way the score is and the way it's shot. It's just it's like a mishmash between like a really bad soap opera and then like this weird fucking experimental film. I don't know. It's very it's very strange. It's also nineties horror. Um, yes. Oh, it's nineties as fuck. <laughs> I don't know what it is about nineties horror, but all of it looks and sounds the same. It's all got someone leaning really hard in a fucking keyboard, and everything looks the fucking same. This entire score, I was looking at it at the end of the credits, was dan- was done by two guys. One played guitars, and the other just keyboards, so everything is digital. Like, <laughs> I thought a good majority of it was done by an uncredited Enya. Oh. <laughs> Basically, kind of sounds oh, like that, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, incest! Have sex with your brother! It's the best, according to the Van Dams. Oh, man. Fucking Jean-Claude Van Damme, that's where he came from. Rob Van Damme, they're part of the Van Damme. <laughs> Rob Van Damme's a Van Damme. <laughs> that's how he does that five-star frog splash. He has it in his jeans. Exactly. He's got to fucking eat a fucking body soaked in fucking formaldehyde. Cracks a baby in half and just sucks it like a lobster. That's how he <laughs> maintains his youth. He, he throws the baby a fucking uh, steel chair and he just Van Daminators them. <laughs> Picks up the pieces and just chews on what's left. This is how we begin the bloodletting. So that's how he does splits between the fucking trucks, Jean-Claude. Yeah. Oh, I was talking about Rob Van Dam, but no, if I you want Jean-Claude throwing a chair at a baby and having to kick it in their face, that's also a visual. Well, these fucking people are living in France because we kicked this fucking movie off and we're introduced to John Strauss. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry, you mean that's Robert Smith. I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> That's fucking Robert Smith. He's like this sad, sap-looking motherfucker with these, like, Dracula-ass sunglasses and on. And his greasy fucking goth hair and his pale-ass makeup. He stepped into frame, and I was like, I will always love you. And he's with his wife, Kathleen, and they're driving on this boat to this island. So the boat's going, and then he starts having, like, a nosebleed, and his wife's like, Oh, my God, get me to medicine, fucking fisherman guy. And he, like, grabs this dude... And uh, grabs him by the head, and she like pulls out the medicine that she needs to like get to administer to John like via syringe, uh, propanol or some shit. And he, she like puts it right next to the edge of the boat, and then fucking John like has a convulsion and like kicks it off the side of the boat. She's like, "Oh my god, get the medicine!" And the guy's like, "I think it's gone, ma'am. It's, it's gone, lady. I watched it sink." <laughs> it's just like, "Oh darn, he really needed that." Yeah. No one makes a concerted effort to save this at all. Like it's like he's dying. Well, it broke the water's surface. I can't. It's it's gone. It's I can't see it. Therefore, it no longer exists. You also get this like subplot gets introduced in the scene as John's having a you know. A, a, a stroke for lack of a better term you you they they go by this secondary island that's where the cemetery is and, and you find out that oh well, look all the all the coffins are being trouted out of the graves because uh, apparently the uh, the person that sold them all the coffins birdie whatever the fuck her last name was that well did anybody catch the last name on that character birdie badwig because it's fucking atrocious <laughs> yeah birdie badwig i like that <laughs> Oh, oh, her. You mean you mean the fucking the the hick mom from Friday Five? Large Marge. Oh my God, from Friday Five. Yeah, totally. Well, this woman basically she she sold like low quality wood coffins, and so they got to remove all the fucking bodies from the cemetery. Like, yeah, apparently like the wood is deteriorating or whatever, but all of the coffins that they bring up are completely intact, except for like two. Except for two, and it's like okay, but we find out why they're broken apart in a little while they have a bad termite problem the end bye everybody that was movie dumpster episode four good night <laughs> so and this is just told by like this fucking yokel ass fisherman like yeah my, my, hell of a thing and then uh 
she's like she's like are those all women on the island that's that's how that's how that starts she's like is that a bunch of women and he's like yep all the women because the men's is out on a fishing trip or whatever and i'm like okay yeah they're up crabbing i missed that line entirely so at some point in this movie i'm like are just all the extras women by coincidence or is it just no one else showed up like what's happening here is it just so that like when when the when the movie finally gets to its climax there's an excuse as to why there's not as many people on this island than that than that there should be <laughs> maybe or like so we have a bunch of damsels in distress is that the idea and children i guess so they get to the dock, and Kathleen's freaking out. She's like, oh, my God, we need a doctor. Get a doctor. And this lady's like, uh, well, we kind of got a doctor. And she's like, well, wh- where is he? He's like, well, he's sort of a doctor. I'll take it to him. Hey, hey, you over there. Yells to the other character across the fucking pier. And he's like, hey, can you take those people to the fucking doctor? And then Q-tip, fucking what's her face, Lisa? Alice. Alice, yeah. She's like, hey, come and get in my boat. I'll take you to the doctor. And then I'm like, wait a second. Why do they need to take another boat to go to the doctor? Like, yeah. what are you talking about? I'll take you to a boat that'll take you to a boat that'll take you to a pier that'll take you to a boat that'll take you to a taxi to take you to the doctor. We're taking a lot of fucking boats across shit in this movie. How big is this island? Not very big. We're just not very good at what we do. Yeah, like, wouldn't driving across it be faster? I don't know. They keep saying, yeah, get in the boat. Take the boat. Well, meanwhile, John's just laying there with blood coming out of his mouth. <laughs> And he's like, he goes, I'm sorry. I'm like, I don't think this is your fault. He doesn't even, he didn't even have a fucking line of dialogue yet. So they, they throw him on the boat and I'm thinking to myself, like, what do you mean kind of a doctor? Like the island doesn't have just a regular doctor or a hospital. You either are a doctor or you are not a doctor. There's not a lot of room in between. Like somebody gets sick and you just like hit him over the head and throw him into the fucking water. Like, yeah, like, (laughs) oh, you got ghosts in your blood. I don't know what to do about it. Club you, I guess. You got a fucking nosebleed. You're dead, I guess. Anyway. Pumps a shotgun. He's like, whoa, I, my leg's broken. I don't know what else to do about it. <laughs> Gotta put him down. You guys are calling me a doctor. I've been telling you for months. I'm not one. <laughs> I used to be. Rutger Hauer. What the fuck? I have a, I have, I have <laughs> things to say about that. So, so we get, we get to, we get to the doctor's house and they, and they go in, you know, Kathleen takes, um, takes John up the stairs and she's like carrying him up the stairs, banging on the fucking door and just like lets herself in. And Rutger Hauer's just like listening to like classical music and just like chilling out, fucking having a scotch. He's like, what the fuck are you doing in my home? He's like, he's gonna die. I need fucking propanol, whatever. And he's like, um, maybe I'll have it. Maybe I don't. And he's just like, uh, you know, if we give him this, he's probably going to die, right? And she's just like, I, no, he's not going to die. He has a blood deficiency thing or whatever, some kind of aberration with his blood. They never say what his affliction is. They're just like, he has blood poison. I'm like, that could be many things. You need to be yeah. more specific if you're going to talk to the doctor. He's having like these weird Dragon Ball Evolution flashbacks. <laughs> like... <laughs> at random parts in the film, if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, he saw that movie and he's got a nosebleed. Oh, no. Oh, God. <laughs> Every time this guy has a fucking nosebleed, he has, like, a flashback to when before he was born, for God's sakes. Um, and, yeah, and when they when they enter the house, they go, are you a doctor? And Rutger Hauer stands up as if he traveled to the future and saw other Harrison Ford roles, stands up and pulls out his pants and goes, I used to be. <laughs> I was like, all right, Rutger Hauer's cosplaying as old Han Solo today. Yeah, he also, like, his backstory is so, like, I mean, we'll get to that later, but, like, it's so, like, oh, that's it? Like, I thought, 
I don't know. You 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 just like you're you're holed up on this fucking island getting shit faced. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As he as he as he uh, sadly caresses a stock photo of some kids that says Africa. He's sitting there getting drunk and he's telling uh, Kathleen about how he got kicked out of Africa because he they they said he was a drunk and he's like I wasn't drunk then. <laughs> said he has a plane he's like i own my own practice <laughs> right i even had a plane and you know i would i i flew into the airport a little harder than i should have i guess or whatever and they, they didn't like me and they said i was drinking guess what i wasn't drinking yeah meanwhile he takes a sip of his drink right after saying this and then that's it that's the only backstory we get of, of mr howard it's not like it's not it's not i flew a plane upside down and people were like that's impossible were you drinking or like i killed a child by accident or yeah. something you know what i mean i shot a kid <laughs> I, not yet it was dark i couldn't see oh uh, run wrong movie meanwhile you cut back to birdie she's fucking driving her truck to uh the beetlejuice house aka the fucking hotel aka the mortuary <laughs> yeah yeah it's like a funeral home hotel yeah telling you this place i when i called it insmith before i even knew it was a lovecraft adaptation <laughs> i was like this place looks like shit and everyone's ugly what the fuck yeah and dr freidstein's in the fucking basement what the fuck was that joe joe the fucking plumber's down there i think i think yeah i think we missed the scene because i wrote down uh there's a there's a scene where there's like a couple of these fucking nameless island children all six of them i have to assume um who are playing there first of all fuck these kids um, because they're playing, I don't know, Necromancer downstairs or something, or, or, you know, or Baby's first fucking medical exam. I don't know what the fuck's going on. They were like, I don't know, Playtime Coroner. And at some point, they just fucking dump formaldehyde in this fucking dog. I was like, I hope every one of you gets dragged underground by these fucking goblins, okay? This little fat kid fucking throws a bunch of, he just starts dumping formaldehyde on this fucking dog. And it's just, yeah. it's ludicrous. Like, the, the, the fucking dog jumps down, and this little girl, Ramona, gets sprayed with the fucking formaldehyde. And then Birdie kicks the fucking door, and she's like, hey, you kids, get out of my basement. And quit playing with those very very dangerous chemicals <laughs> you better not used it up that shit costs a fortune even though apparently we have it in spades like oh yeah we have fucking gallons of the shit lying around um and as uh as this little girl is rummaging through this fucking basement yeah but she just stays down everybody runs upstairs yeah, she stands there and then uh, uh for no a reason a uh, nilbog uh reaches up and uh, grabs her by the fucking ankle and i was like goblins it's nilbog spelled backwards is bleeders what <laughs> and then she fucking this thing like reaches up to the fucking vent and like grabs her by the shoe or like tuck. it's got this cute little pickaxe like made out of like what looks like rat bones it's not it doesn't even grab her it like looks it at it looks her. like it couldn't hurt anything conceivably <laughs> and like it comes and like kind of like rattles her fucking pants and she's like eee! and then runs up the fucking stairs and like it's been like six minutes since the movie started and they waste no time giving us the first glimpse of these really funny looking monsters it i mean they're pretty i mean they are cool though i think they're i think they're really done really well they're they're cool looking when you get a full shot of them but the problem is any immediate peril goes out the window when you're like that's a skinned potato with arms <laughs> it is and it's like dude they don't have fucking legs how are you getting harmed by these things why don't they have legs? I don't understand I why don't, they don't have legs. I don't, I don't, none of them have legs, it seems. I don't get it. Like, was that just one birth defect they kept passing down in the gene pool? At, at some point, even they have to be like, maybe we shouldn't keep breeding no legs into our gene pool. <laughs> Kill the no legs. <laughs> but, like, 
yeah, well, we'll get to that whole fucking thing because I want to I want to break down the dichotomy of of the the incestuous traits that are passed down from these fucking things. We we uh, we we get a quick scene back at the uh, cemetery because you know this movie's like flashing from one scene to the next like it's fucking you know on speed dial or something. It's the same four locations too. It's like blam 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 because this island seemingly is like thirty yards apart. You go from like the the opening scene on the boat to the fucking cemetery back to the boat to the fucking the the hotel then the fucking doctor to the cemetery to the hotel it's it's like all over the place yeah it's clearly like a b plot right right a hundred yeah a hundred percent fucking split down the middle and you're like oh this is the b plot and this is the a plot well right because you get this b plot scene back at the cemetery with the coffins and i guess this is the preacher's wife for some reason mrs shade i i don't know who the fuck this woman is that's her name shade shade shades i don't know does she know shades from fucking uh <laughs> uncle sam is it his... <laughs> oh that's why he's a drunk but uh the, the, this woman goes and like looks at one of these coffins and i i don't honestly entirely understand what the fuck happened but she just starts convulsing on the ground and just dies i thought that was a man because i could have sworn they said mr blotty blah and like he opens <laughs> the coffin he she this person they open the coffin and go hit the ground and just die like they get spooked to death and and they it's they go ah they seize up and then t-pose and hit the ground so so the the coffin's all clawed up right and they're like what 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 broke through the coffin i don't know jeepers creepers and she like pops the lid off this fucking thing and looks inside and then you know goes into she goes catatonic and falls she, on the ground. It's a bad case of the oogie boogies and just dies. Yeah. I thought for sure she like died of fright, but then I saw her shaking and I was like, oh she's in shock. But I mean she's never seen or heard of again, so she might as well be dead. Well she is seen in one more scene when she's being cut open for the fucking funeral. Oh, that's right, yeah. Oh oh that's her? I guess so. That's the same woman? Oh my god. Okay. Anyway, back to the fucking doctor's office and uh you know, John's okay. He wakes up after his propanol shot. And then uh, Rucker Hauer finds out that, uh, you know, he takes off his sunglasses finally. And he's like, hey, what's wrong with your eyes? Oh, you got heterochromia. And he's like, which color do you like, Doc? And he's like, oh, that was a good one. Uh, are you uh coming on to me, sir? Your wife is right there. You know, people who practice incest usually have different colored eyes. Well, could be anything. Bye. <laughs> Here's my question. Where's the conclusion on heterochromia with that shit? Well, they, they they have incest people that have two different colored eyes. It's a known thing. Yeah, and they're just like, eh, question mark. And then somehow he, John and Kathleen mentioned to Rucker Hauer that like they're looking for John's family. They came back. They traced it back here because they were living in France uh, off, a tr- off a trust fund and then like tracked his heritage back to the island. Whoever knows how the fuck how they did that because they don't even explain it. And, and then to make this even more of a lost reference, the fucking island island just starts shaking and uh fucking dr marlowe just basically like shakes it off like ah you know it happens sometimes he says it's the island settling i'm like what is that about i did a quick google um 
Heterochromia can be inherited by or caused by genetic uh, mosaicism, chimeraism, which I'm aware I'm, I'm aware of, disease or injury. It doesn't list anything about incest, but just say it occurs in humans, certain breeds of cats and dogs. Well, he has the blood disease, whatever it is. I forget. She says something, but it, again, it's just like a vague term. <laughs> yeah, I've got the disease. It's called the Van Dammit. But yeah, I mean, like that's never really explained that whole earthquake or whatever. That was supposed to be like the shifting of the ground. I like I, I don't really get that part. I guess that's what it was. Like they. They dug so many caverns under... By the way, we spoiled the shit out of the ending of this. You know, there's creatures that live under the ground. Spoiler. Um, I guess that's what it is. Like, they dug so many tunnels that some shit's caving in in different places. Yeah, maybe. I I, I could buy that. That actually kind of makes sense. Anyway, they they plant that seed in Rucker Howard's head, and I guess he has nothing better to do than research the background of this guy. And then we'll get to that in a little bit, because there's some other bullshit that happens in between him and... Tell, disclosing the information about his family. Well, yeah, we have the scene where, you know, they're, they're back in town, Kathleen and John, and it starts raining. He just reminds me of fucking Nick Cage and Vampire's Kiss this whole movie. Because he's just like, <laughs> oh, this place I've never been to it before, but it feels so familiar. It feels right. He does this like three times, and then he's like, I'm hungry, but not for a sandwich. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What, is this, okay, yeah. Isn't it before they go out to town, like, she, he, she gives him a sandwich, and then he stuffs the entire thing into yes. his mouth. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> dude, water. Like, you're gonna, you, you're not gonna be able to swallow that, first of all. And if you do, you will definitely choke and die. He's like eating, like, Bill Murray eating the angel food fucking cake in Groundhog Day. <laughs> he shoves the whole fucking thing in his mouth and then barfs it up into fucking Kathleen's hands. Spits it back out, and there's no explanation for why this happens. I'm like, okay, you don't want the sandwich. Maybe try smaller bites and you might enjoy it. Oh, you know, that there's two other uh, interesting points here before we move on. Uh, when they first come into the hotel, because uh, Birdie just brought their shit in earlier, uh, you know, we mentioned earlier how there's like kind of like this um, pseudo like morgue slash hotel thing going on or a cemetery slash hotel thing going on. And uh, he comes in and he's and he, he sees Alice coming out of the basement and he's like, it's that smell. He does it like like smelling like good food. Right, yeah, like a flower or something like that. And she's like, oh, it's a, it's embalming fluid. I stink like this all the time because I touch the fucking bodies, this weirdo. <laughs> yes, yeah, so that happens. Also, uh, I would never stay at a hotel slash mortuary slash cemetery. Uh, yeah, that is a weird combination. Yeah, well, what the fuck? She's like, she's like, oh, your mom, my mom's bringing your bags over because you're staying. And I'm like... Okay, it's a hotel. And then she's like, oh, I fucking, I, I got Mrs. Whatever downstairs that I'm fucking putting makeup on. Yeah. BRB. That I'm working on. You want a seat? No, you go away, Powder. I'm fine. <laughs> Get out of here. You win. <laughs> um, <laughs> then then I, I don't know if this is supposed to be the same day or the next day, but like then John and Kathleen go out because they want to go like check the, the town out. And uh, you get this, you get this creepy shot of Alice looking at them out the window, like, "What a beautiful couple!" What is that? And the fucking shot's all blurry because she goes, "Oh, that's so beautiful!" And then it like cuts, and it's like this blurry ass, like zoomed in through this dirty window shot. Yeah, and I'm like, how do you see? Cut to uh, Birdie walking in from like off camera, like, "Ah, I don't trust people. My wig looks bad. <laughs> it looks like shit. Everyone's fucking hair looks like shit in this movie." Um. Is this where they run into uh, the two completely and utterly pointless side characters who get names and one of them gets a quick backstory that is never followed up on, really? Yes. We, okay, I we, we meet um these uh, 
so Kathleen and John are walking around, and then we cut to this girl in, like, this yellow fucking raincoat, their shirt tied up above her waist, and she just goes, and she goes, Can you just from baby Laura? Um... <laughs> I don't know what the fuck she says. I, I still don't know what she said. I watched it three times to try to understand what she was saying. She she sounds like Steve Avery's mom from Making a Murderer. Can you find me? The fuck she was saying? She mumbled something with a lollipop, with a, with a fucking uh, a handle of booze in her mouth. Is this the same chick with like the fucking silver bra on later? I think so. Um, yeah. And so like. John looks up, and they're like, hey, you ever heard of the Strauss family? And she's like, nope. And she goes, by the way, this is baby Laura. She don't talk. That's not important, so go about your day. Oh, it's important later. <laughs> Mute witness fucking, we'll get to that. And then I, it pans over to baby Laura. It's a very uncomfortable close-up, and I wrote down in my notes. It's like, oh, baby Laura is the daughter of Dagon, but we'll gloss right over that. Here's the thing, like, again, this is where this B plot is, okay? So all of this shit is like, the, like, okay, so you have, this is where the A and B mix, where you're like, okay, there's John and Kathleen looking for, asking people about his family. But then there's like this fucking baby Laura or whatever. The fucking character is pointless. Yeah, this, you think I'm like... Uh, she doesn't talk. Oh, that'll come up in a big way later on. I'm sure of it. Who could fucking care? And we'll get to that. But I, I'm just—it's uh, just so stupid. It's—it's it's, it's important because this is the only scene she has before yes. they make the attempt to follow up on this. She's never seen again. And all the other characters are literally in a scene for a second, going, "Oh, what? Oh, you're looking for the doctor? Or oh, yeah, uh, something happened? Oh, well, I don't know." And that's it. Everyone's there to be like a, a, a dumb townie and point at things and react to it. Yeah, and then we're supposed to give a shit about them later. And that scene's also there just so that like it can then cut to like, oh, it's the end of the day, huh? Hey, and you know, and then then Kathleen's back at the fucking hotel and goes to Alice. Oh, could I borrow the? Uh, can I can I borrow your boat or can you come with me? And she's like, I can just give you the keys. She's like, okay, no problem. Yeah, what is that? She's like, oh, oh, can, she's like, hey, can you take us on the boat over to the thing? And she's like, oh, you know, we need to go to the other island. And she's like, oh, okay, uh, well, um, uh, I'm busy with the corpse in the basement, but uh, you could take the boat if you want. She's like, do you know how to drive a boat? She's like, yeah, I lived on, I lived in fucking Amity Island. Where did she say she's from? It might as well be Amity Island. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I lived on Amity Island. I know how to drive a boat. And she's like, okay, great. My cousin fought a giant shark once. Here's my keys. Uh, don't tell my mom bye. And I'm just like, you just gave this woman keys to your fucking butt. Like, what? Okay. Don't tell my don't tell my mom who lives in an island of twenty five people that the boat <laughs> that the boat is missing that she can probably see from the house that she takes frequently. <laughs> yeah, she, she says don't take it, and then you know she leaves, and then Birdie comes in, you know doesn't notice this altercation at all, and then starts commenting on about how uh, Mrs. Shade, this fucking dead body that we we're talking about earlier, is is getting dressed up for her uh, coffin, and there's this expensive necklace going in there, and she's like, ah, oh, what a what a shame, what a shame. By the way, this birdie woman's a real piece of shit, right? She's, oh, yeah. She's like, she, you know, she belittles her daughter, she belittles her husband, she's very, like, one of those people that's just like, ah, yeah, fucking, you know, those piece of shit out of towners, let's charge them out the fucking ass to stay here, and, and for everything, for amenities. Of all the characters in the movie who meet their demise... She's not one of them, and she fucking deserves it. Yeah, what is with that? Yeah, this movie glosses over her being a complete shitbag to everybody she encounters completely, and then, like, people who 
do nothing wrong end up getting killed. Yeah, but there are also people we don't care about anyway. <laughs> so it's like, all right, I guess they're dead. Yeah, there's there's a level of indifference to it where it's like, you want me to care, but I just physically can't. Yeah, because who could give a shit? And then we go back to the doctor's Right, yeah, yeah, there's a whole lot of back and forth. But Kathleen, she goes to the doctor by herself because I, I want to say John's too weak and he doesn't want to get out of bed or something like that. He's too weak now, but later on, he can swing that cane like a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, well he gets a, he he gets new vitality, man. So they go back to the doctor. Is this where he uh is this where he's like, let me introduce you to my funky fetus? Yes, because he's spitting about he's spitting about like he's like, hey, so I looked into all the shit you were talking about, and it turns out there was a doctor here, and there was this rich family called the Van Dams that lived here a long ass time ago, but they don't you know all of them are dead because they died in a fire at a mansion their 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 old mansion like seventy five years ago. And that the previous doctor that he replaced had records of their heritage and, like, us has a wet specimen of a fetus from them? What? Uh, okay, and here's the thing. Like, if I'm, if I'm a doctor and I own a particularly ugly fetal specimen of this mutant with a red and blue eye... I don't think I'd forget that anytime soon, especially when a man walks into my clinic sporting the same thing. The fetus was left there by the previous doctor. Like, how did Riker Howard come into possession of this? Did he just move in and all of that medical shit was just there? <laughs> I'm a doctor by default. I moved in. <laughs> Is that how that works? I, I, I inherited the building, the equipment, the, the PhD, all of it. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. He's really just some guy that wanted a vacation. Like... <laughs> Because he mentions, he's like, oh, he drowned in a boat accident. I'm like, yeah, I'm sure he did. Yeah, you didn't hold his head in the water until the bubble stopped. I got kicked out of Africa. Now I'm here. Hiding out. He's on He's on the lam. I never killed anybody. What? You also find out that uh, Kathleen is pregnant in the scene, and apparently she gives, like, the doctor a blood sample of the her baby no he has a blood sample from jonathan yeah but i unless i misunderstood a scene that comes up later i thought that like when he tests the uh, blood sample he compares it to the the, the baby in his wife's uh, stomach's blood no 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 he compares we'll get to that but that's not what he compares all it right, to. i misunderstood that then he's like telling her all this shit about the van damme family and, and maybe that could be the answer right and then she's just like out of nowhere she's just like I'm pregnant, and he's like, okay. Well, I guess because she's worried, and he's kind of thinking also that uh, Marlowe that it's hereditary, and she, I guess maybe oh. she thinks, oh shit, my kid's gonna get this too. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, we haven't come across the uh, the most uncomfortable scene in the movie yet, have we? Uh, we're getting there. Uh, okay, <laughs> it's coming up yeah. any minute. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's a couple uncomfortable scenes. Uh, it's the one. <laughs> It's not the one that was edited. It's the one that stayed in because it had, didn't have any nudity, but it sure as shit, I didn't enjoy watching it. So she's like, oh, that's fucking crazy. So then cut back to the fucking, um, and yes, you're, you're absolutely right. Here comes that scene because mm. we cut, we cut back to the hotel and Kathleen comes back and she's like, oh, I found, I, 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 I found out some shit about the Van Damme family and maybe that's the answer and blah, 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 blah. And he's just like, I'm hungry. And she's like, oh, well, okay, for what? Sex time. Uh, You know, that was not sex time. That was, like, straight-up rape time. Like, let's be real. Yeah, it's uncomfortable. This goes on for way too long, um, and it is uncomfortable because there's, it's just, it's, 
First of all, it's filmed way up close, and there's like clothes being ripped off. And I was like, "Yeah, I'm like, this doesn't really belong here." <laughs> no, you could have made. He could have been a little aggressive and then got pushed away. Um, but yeah, but they never really see. Here's the problem with this too. Like they never come full circle. Of what what is this sexual impulse? Like I think he's just a scumbag. Yeah. Oh, there's no, and that's that's part of the reason too. It makes him look like a complete douchebag because he just he turns around, says nothing, and then just attacks his wife. And all she says is, oh, no, not this way. I'm like, has this happened before? Yeah, probably. Yeah, like, what is the implication here, and why is this happening? I don't know. It's an abusive relationship anyway, because it's like, you know, it's got like this, what is that? Was that what it's called? Florence Nightingale? Yeah, this guy is fucked up, and she, like, frequently has to take care of him all the time, but is also madly in love with him, because whatever, for whatever reason. Yeah, the relationship is based on him and her constantly nursing him back to health. And then has a child, and then is pregnant. Like, are you fucking out of your mind? This guy is seriously fucking diseased and fucked up. Like, what's wrong with you? Like, she should have left after that shit happened. She shouldn't have been like, yeah, you know, okay. That too. You had a bad moment. It's like no, get the fuck out of there. Oh, you know, you know, rape happens. Yeah, like he's out of he's obviously fucking unbalanced. The guy's fucking nuts, you know. He's got some kind of crazy disorder wrong with him. But anyway, she just sits there and he like cur- cuddles up to her and then the scene ends. I don't know, it's very awkward. Yeah. And then we cut to the cemetery where Alice is breaking into that fucking coffin because I guess it's implied that she just needs the necklace so she can leave the island yeah she has a short scene with her dad which is like you you, you see her father twice in this film um she's short scene with her dad she's like i'm gonna leave the island he's like probably a good idea your mother's a monster good night honey walks away <laughs> i love you pumpkin bye yeah pumpkin you're right but i'm chained to her until i'm dead you go on <laughs> it's not gonna work for me but you go do that <laughs> it's just too late if i leave she'll hunt me down and kill me yeah basically i won't make it past the front porch you go run so you know yeah so so this the woman from before miss shade or whatever is buried with like this ruby necklace with diamonds encrusted in it she is buried with the fucking shit you put in the lion's mouth in the Resident Evil 2, okay? What the fuck? It is a big fucking ruby. <laughs> so, uh, so Alice's idea, because her mother's gonna steal it anyway, right? So she goes to the, she goes to the, um, the cemetery and the idea is to take the necklace and I guess she'll, she'll fucking hawk it and get some money to leave the island because it's like a poor, a poor fishing town. My question is, if the whole island is poor, who she's selling it to? Good question. And for how much? <laughs> like, how much? Yeah. like, is she just gonna sell it for like a hundred bucks to like get a bus out of there? Like, <laughs> someone, someone takes one of those little like those little those fucking mini little like those eye telescopes they put on and look at it and go, it's fucking fake. <laughs> it's a fake. It's costume jewelry. It's a fake. Is this from Claire's? What's a Claire's? <laughs> They're in malls. What's a mall? We don't even have a Walmart. What's a mall? I'm, I sew my own clothes out of rags. I've never I've never seen land other than this island. It's only an island if you look at it from the water. Uh, so she goes to t- uh, fucking grab this necklace, and then <laughs> little fucking hands pop up from outside, inside the... By the way, this coffin is underground. Yeah, they're supposed to... This is supposed to be buried already, yeah. but it's not even buried. The hole is dug, and the and this coffin is inside of it. It's in like a little fucking cavern with like a ladder that leads upwards. It's like, why are you... Are you putting these people in caves? Maybe that's why your island is collapsing. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's 
what it is, it's like the the hole's dug for the coffin, and she like brings a ladder with her and like climbs down there. But the fucking coffin is in there with the body just open. Like, yeah, they didn't even fill it in. Like I don't fucking get that shit. And it's like twelve o'clock at night. It's like midnight. That's what I mean. And this this hole, this coffin is sitting in, is like a five by five cavern. Like a human being can stand up in it. Yeah. Well, usually what happens is they put. They put fucking uh, a vault in there, like a concrete vault. Yeah. And then the coffin goes in, and then it's, like, sealed with, like, another, with the top. You know what I mean? So nothing can get to the co- actual coffin itself. Yeah. That's not there. It's just in the dirt. No. Because they don't give a fuck. It's just this, it's just this properly lit, uh, you know, sand room. If the lighting in that room is exquisite, you can see everything. Yeah, Bert, Birdie just went to her employees. Ah, you know, uh, don't bury that one. We might have to, uh, you know, lift it out of the ground soon to get it replaced because it's bad wood. <laughs> yeah, we might have to uh, you know, exhume it for uh, reason. Bye. The family needs to pay their respects, but she specifically says, "Yeah, go bury it on. We're gonna bury it on Van Dam's property, like in Van Dam's uh, cemetery." And I'm like, "Under whose orders? Like, you can't just fucking go put this body wherever you want." Anyway, um, nobody nobody goes up to that place anyway. So that's the whole thing. She's gonna bury it there, take the thing. So this chick goes down into the, you know, Alice goes down into the grave and flips open the coffin. And she screams, and I'm like, why are you screaming? You were just working on this woman nut but six hours ago, and there's a rat inside the coffin. How the fuck did he get there? I don't know. I don't know. I was thinking the same thing. It's fucking stupid. That's like the lamest jump scare, dude. Uh, so she goes to reach for the fucking necklace, and hands come up and grab this fucking dummy by the face and pull it down a fucking hole. This shit looks like the fucking end of Nightmare when Freddy grabs <laughs> Nancy's mom and pulls her through a three-inch hole in the door and just goes... <laughs> Dude, I'm with it. I fucking I love the imagery of this because they just pull this body through this tiny little hole. And, like, her fucking rigid legs go straight upwards. She just gets sucked into this hole. It's like the the dude from the blob who gets sucked into the sink. And then Alice is just like, oh my god, there's things on the ground. And she like turns around to go climb up the ladder and then two separate hands with two separate fucking little rat bone pickaxes come and and slam her in the back of her fucking calves and like drag her through the hole. <laughs> and then, then it cuts to her being dragged down a sand corridor as this thing with no legs is dragging her away to probably her demise. And I'm sitting there going, that's a full-size human being dragged by a half-size um, uh, lump. Uh, well, they got, the, they got the mutant strength, and they, and they don't have legs, so they really got really strong arms. Alice, stand up and run away. He didn't get your Achilles tendons. He got you in the calves. You're stronger than that, I'm pretty sure. I mean, plus the adrenaline pumping through you at that point. I don't know. Yeah, she's just like, ah, She's like, well, this is my way off the island, I guess. Death. Then we go to the next morning at the uh, the local laundromat, where apparently every character that's been introduced so far just convenes to keep the plot going. Yeah, oh, that's right. This is uh, Baby Laura's other scene, where she also says nothing and does nothing and doesn't talk to anybody. Isn't this where they find out that, like, the radio was, like, cut off from the fishing boat that all the men are on? Maybe, yeah, yeah. You... They're playing cards or some shit? Yeah, and you get introduced to this other character that I don't know if ever gets a name, but it's this red-headed woman. 
who I guess owns a laundromat, but I'm not totally sure about that. There's some kind of exchange about the price of, you know, doing laundry. It's like 275 or some shit like that. And I'm like, God, your economy is worse than ours. $3 for a load? It's like 50 cents in Bricktown. Um, and this really only exists so uh, everyone can leave and uh, this woman can go downstairs, I think? To the bait room? To the, ba- the bait room, which is beneath the laundromat. Who built this town yeah but yeah but like why like it's a fishing town but like why is she going down there i don't know birdie's husband fucking rolled up so just let's just shove this scene in here because that's the only way we can make it work oh well that guy's here so i guess i'm gonna fucking get his bait question mark and then she goes downstairs and she starts i guess she hears like a rustle um and so she starts like opening these big fucking wooden bins that have big giant letters that say nightcrawlers opens it's a bunch of still nightcrawlers worms a bunch of still worms i don't know blood meal and then she opens up the fourth thing and boo a a baked potato with arms jumps out of her (laughs) that you don't even really get a good shot of no this thing is like then she's like (laughs) just fucking she's like she's like and then it just hobbles like why can't it why can't anyone catch these fucking things? It's fucking freaky, man. When it comes out of that thing, it's creepy because, like, the camera, it's, you see it, you see the potato, like, pop out of the fucking, the bin, and then it's, like, it's, like, scrambling ar- along the ground. What are you talking about, a fucking pork roll, egg, and cheese? Like, what are we talking about here? <laughs> potato scrambles away. Potato scrambles away. I want breakfast. <laughs> It's a, you know, do you remember those couch potato dolls from the 80s? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what it's like. They do look like the old, they look like the old chicken nugget toys you got from McDonald's a long time ago with fucking eyes. <laughs> they came with costumes and everything. No, man, yeah. yeah. For Halloween, they had the costumes. Uh, so this fucking chicken McNugget fucking rolls into a net, a fishing net, and like falls off a pier right into a fucking boat propeller <laughs> and gets fucking chopped up. Sh- fucking shredded. And Alice's dad is like, Oops, what happened? He makes no reaction to potentially killing someone. He's like, um, oh, was that your dog in a in a bag? <laughs> what happened? What, it, would you drop some tomatoes? I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Bye! <laughs> Fucking drive his boat away. Anyway, he fishes it out. Yeah, but you don't see that for a little while. Yeah, not yet, because... Ah, uh, Jesus Christ! We're back at the fucking motel, <laughs> mort- motel mortuary, and and um, after the uh, crazy sexual escapades that the previous night, you know, John and Kathleen wake up and come downstairs, and they're like, they ask Birdie, they're like, "Hey, where's Alice? We need a ride to the fucking Van Dam Mansion." And she's like, "Ah, that girl didn't. I don't know where she is. The fucking boat's gone, or the you know, the truck's gone, whatever." And then she's like, I'm going over there anyway. Hop in for $25. I'll drive you in my boat. Take it or leave it, she says. These motherfuckers, she gets in this boat, right? And I'm like, okay, they need to access the other island, right? So there's got to be like a pier or a port or some shit, right? No, she drops them off on the fucking, the the, the most treacherous part of this island. (laughs) Hold the fucking phone. Somehow, Alice was able to drive to the Van Damme Cemetery. Why are we taking the boat to the fucking jagged cliffs 
on the side of the fucking mountain where the mansion is. And then she's like, yep, here you go, the Cliffs of Insanity. Have fun. (laughs) Here's the fucking mountain of madness. Go ahead, scale it and see the mansion all the way up there? It's like fucking six miles up. Yeah, yeah, go go here. We're going to go through this fucking thing. Where the clouds are converging and the lightning is striking? Yeah, go up there. (laughs) I'll see you later. Maybe not. I hope you die. Thanks for your money. John has one of those, like, Dragon Ball flashbacks, and you just see, like, a vision of, like, a fucking baby, like, going in. (laughs) black and white colors like like an upside down cross or some shit like with with scratches all over it so so birdie's like i'll take you halfway up the fucking mountain of doom come on the fucking steps of sirathungal (laughs) they gotta fight shelob before they get to the goddamn mansion so then we cut back to doc's office and he's like what is he doing? Okay, this is the blood sample thing, right? Yeah, he's looking at the blood samples underneath the microscope, and he's like, ah, oh, here's here's John Strauss's blood. Eh, nothing wrong. Oh, it's fucking weird. And then he like he's like, he is, he's like telling, he's like narrating this. To nobody. Yeah, and he's like, here's the fetus blood from that fucking old Van Damme baby. Oh, it looks the same. They look the same. I think he's a Van Damme for sure now. Could have been the fucking eye aberration thing. And then... Alice's dad like kicks the fucking door down with this bloody bag of shit and he's like doc you gotta see this I ran this over with my boat (laughs) (laughs) what did I kill (laughs) and he dumps this fucking thing on the table and it's this completely pulverized corpse it's all chopped up it is a waterlogged shredded fucking sweet potato rotted fruit looking thing like it is this, <laughs> it is completely destroyed like it it's in worse condition than the thing from the thing that Wolford Brindley dissects okay <laughs> and that thing was in mid transformation and then burned alive it looks like you stopped blending a, a like a, an apple halfway through like <laughs> Rutger Hauer should have been like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with this? Did you bring me anything that resembles a body? Rutger Hauer looks down and goes, appears to be human. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? It appears to be meat. Appears to be a big lump of shit with organs coming out of it. That is one big pile of dead stuff. (laughs) So Rutger Hauer is examining this body and he's like, yeah, it's got, you know, it's got a penis. And what's this under the the testicles? He's like, oh, it's a little vagina i love the way he delivers all this dialogue because he's like hmm. testicles he fucking sticks this needle into this ball sack and he's like oh, oh, oh it smells like seminal fluid and he's like what we have here is a fully functional hermaphrodite and then makes it a point to look almost at the camera and go like that means it can have sex with itself and then goes i need a drink and fucking alice says like make it a fucking double baby and then it cuts fucking knee slappers the 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 fact that this movie is like focal point is is a is a bizarre like creature with with both sets of sex organs it's like i i don't know what they're really going for with this movie i don't know why they're hermaphrodites like they're just incestuous mutants like what is that about? I don't think hermaphrodites are usually the result of incest. I think hermaphrodites are just a result of nature just going like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. And I was I was actually reading online, which which is like, 
kind of crazy to me that in 97 this was like a common term and now it's like you look it up and it's actually kind of considered like a really uh, offensive term to people that 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 have this condition or similar conditions there's so many different degrees of it as well right right well yeah and like i work in veterinary medicine for those who do not know and like we do come across hermaphrodites and like that's what we do call them but that's a dog and the dog you know it's it's perfectly okay to call a dog that but like i think it's a i think it's a medical term though you know what i mean it is a medical term it is no it is you know it's if it's used as a pejorative by you know lesser educated booger eating degenerates who want to make fun of someone who may be going through a transition surgery or something along those lines right and then that's when it's not appropriate but i mean yeah yeah and it, and it works in, in a medical sense i'm just saying you know this movie definitely like one i don't think this plot point is necessary to the overall plot and two it definitely wouldn't hang today <laughs> it's here specifically for shock value it seems it's like they've got a penis and a vagina and they show it but like why it doesn't it doesn't go anywhere it doesn't serve a purpose because it doesn't really come back because it doesn't really tie into the 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 completely unearned batshit ending like they're having sex with each other that's enough you know what i mean and like in the lurking fear the the novelization like or the the original short story like there's thousands of these fucking things underneath the ground and we only see like five and if they're hermaphrodites they should be fucking making like ridiculous amounts of other mutant children right right yeah and if the implication here is that there's you know there's a bunch of these things because they've been having sex with each other and themselves all you have to say really is like well they can produce asexually and they can also not produce asexually they can do it through you know a a coupling or they can just spontaneously you know give birth or something along those lines or whatever the fuck you want to say right and you know we'll, we'll bring it up again a little later but like why bother having that as a story element when it has really zero to do with the main character and like his arc and how it ends. Right, exactly. It, that that that's a major sticking point against it. Then we get to fucking old old Greta. It's literally <laughs> Granny from fucking Beverly Hillbillies, like straight up. So John, yeah, Kathleen rolled to the old Van Dam residence, which seems to be broken down to a single wall. Um, this was supposed to be this this apparently there was a fire in this seventy five years ago and like killed a bunch of the Van Dams, burned the fucking house down. Place looks fucking fantastic. Yeah, looks in pretty goddamn good shape to me. And this woman rolls out in her wheelchair on, like, a grassy knoll. I'm like, where are you getting traction? How did you you move that thing out there? I'm going to bring this up again in, in like, five minutes because she's fucking maneuvering like crazy on that fucking, on that grass and that was that rocky terrain. Oh, yeah. Anyway, she's sporting a fucking, uh, fucking lever action rifle. Yeah. And she's like, she's like, what are you doing here? What's wrong? Oh, it's you. You came back, didn't you? I, I, I would know that pale, greasy face everywhere regardless of your age she's like oh come over here let me get a better look at you oh you're beautiful take take off take off your clothes <laughs> she, she makes him take off his shirt because she's like he's like he's like fucking why she's like just do it i have a gun <laughs> he's like he's like come on old lady tell me what the fuck happened she's like well you you have the scars it's not so bad and she's like 75 years ago there was a fire and I saved you and I sent you across to France and then I sold a bunch of antiques and got some money for a trust fund. Now get the fuck out of here. 
And then he's like, wait a second. No. He's like, he's like, tell me more about my family. Like, that doesn't even make sense. He's, and she's like, oh, you got a good craving, don't you, boy? And he's like, what do I, what do I crave? Like, what, what, I, what I don't get it. Like, do you know what I'm craving? Like, what's. She fucking hands him a box of Crave cereal. She's like, yeah, your <laughs> destiny is complete. Now get off my property. <laughs> General Mills. It's chocolate flavor. I know you like that very much. Goodbye. Fucking wheels off. <laughs> so he, she won't, she won't tell him what he craves or whatever. But then she's like, Wait, is this where she pulls out his fucking voodoo neck charm? Uh, yeah, she just carries this on her person forever. It's like she, it's, it's this shit that like the fucking dude has in Predator Two, where he's like fucking voodoo magic man. They're like these little fucking like Freddy Krueger gloves for for a baby. <laughs> Baby's first slasher club. Also never explained. He's like, what? what is this shit? And she's like, well, the Van Dams were really fucking strange, and they did a lot of weird shit. Uh, that's why you have those scars on your chest, because you, you put the gloves on and touched your your chest is a baby and he's like okay but why she's like bye <laughs> never mind that fuck off she's like did you ever see the movie edward scissorhands we thought it was kind of funny that he constantly cut himself so we wanted to replicate that we don't really understand comedy too much <laughs> now get the fuck off the property boy fucking love this character <laughs> so, <laughs> so, she, so he starts asking too many questions pressing too hard and she fucking barrels up and she's like get the fuck out of here before i shoot you so they leave this guy's an idiot okay because as soon as she said 75 years ago i pulled you from the fire he should have been like okay stop instead he leaves stops several feet away and goes hold on and goes hey wait a minute wait a second i've been had and then turns around and Like a Bugs Bunny, like a fucking Bugs Bunny cartoon, man. Storms back and he's like, none of what you said made sense. She's like, yes, it did. You're wrong. (laughs) Yeah, he goes, why did they give me away? She's like, it was a kindness. It was a kindness. (laughs) She, he like, she's like, get out of here before I blow you away. And he fucking whacks the fucking gun out of her hands with the cane. Oh my God. I laugh my ass off when he fucking takes it. First of all, it's the most energy he displays the entire film. She points his gun at him and he just home runs this fucking shotgun out of her hand. Oh man, it's so good. And then she's like, all right, you got me. Come on into the mansion. She's like, well, you're far more virile than I thought you were inside with you. Before she uh, takes them inside, there's this quick scene back at the old cemetery and the fucking shit-stained kids are playing again in some place they're not supposed to be. Ploppy, who could fucking care about this shit? Oh no, Ramona got grabbed and pulled into a hole. They're playing hide-and-seek and it's just stupid. They're in the cemetery <laughs> and they're like playing hide-and-seek and she's like... First of all, these kids are fucking stupid and here's why. Here's my list of yeah. reasons. Everyone, all of them are dumb at hide-and-seek. First of all, they're bad. They're like, hide-and-seek, let's go and all of them run approximately 15 feet and just duck behind stuff. And then this girl, I don't know who taught her how to play hide-and-seek. She goes, one, two, three, twelve, I'm done. I'm like, twelve? You stopped at twelve? Who raised you? Who told you to stop at 12? Not only 12 I'm and I'm done, but this little girl's like, all right, jig is up. Where are you guys? And I'm like, you didn't even move. You walked like a foot. What the fuck are you doing? This is not how you play hide and seek. Okay, and everyone stands up now. I win. And yeah, she's like, squeaky, where is everybody? I'm scared. And then she gets fucking pulled underground. Um, I guess because she still smells like embalming fluid because she hasn't changed her clothes for three days. Is that the idea here? Sure. Sure. 
or she just stepped in one of their their little air holes, and they were like, "How dare you cover that up?" And <laughs> just grabbed her and pulled her in. Like I don't know. I was coming up for a breath of air. Also, just like like the physical logistics don't make sense to me because you're telling me like this thing tunneled upwards into a mound of dirt and then pulled her under, but then who's to say her body weight alone wouldn't just let her sink through this fucking pile of dirt that's got no structural support? It would act like quicksand. Well, now we're talking about the logistics of the fucking dirt, <laughs> and, like, that's totally true because, like, all of these kids would just fall into the sinkhole. Yeah, it br- it broke my mind. I was, yeah, like, what the fuck? Like, the whole this whole cemetery should have just collapsed. Listen, we're talking about a movie about, like... Incestuous goblins. Yeah, let's not worry about if the dirt's gonna collapse on somebody or not. We got way bigger problems. I demand answers, movie. Listen, Connor, this isn't a kryptonite spear. We need, we need to move on. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, we also got one more quick cut to the Doc's house for, like, a second. And, like, Alice's dad is, like, pouring half the bottle of fucking whiskey into his glass. And Rucker Howard's just like... Ah, this thing's got three fucking stomachs. I just cut it open. You smell that? And he's like, oh, I smell it. It smells like fucking embalming fluid. And he's like, that's right. He, like, licks his fingers. He's like, yep. Tastes like it, too. Let me pour myself a glass. Are you drinking that? I've been doing it for years. <laughs> then we go back to fucking Grandma Ethel laying down the fucking Van Damme storyline in the mansion. Yeah, there's a portrait in the castle. She shows him. And he's like, who's that? And she's like, well, that's fucking evil Van Damme. She was the first one that started this whole fucking cockamamie thing. What thing? Fucking go, bro. I mean, what? No, nothing. Change the subject. Are you boys hungry? <laughs> She moved here and built this mansion to fuck her brother. It was a religious persecution from the king of Holland. My, look at the time. She also, she she comments that, oh, I, I, you know, I came here as a child and I saw them eating. Yeah, what is that? Like, well, because to, to, to just to cement, like, how long they've actually been there. I guess but she was the nurse to the doctor on the island who previously like i guess treated these people right right so she knew the secret too and she's the only other one that knows the secret beside the doctor that's fucking drowned but he's probably been eaten by these things not drowned or he's fucking them whatever i don't know whichever one he goes uh then he keeps saying he's like what you know what am i hungry for like what what am i craving and she's like i can't tell you that that's a good family guarded secret and then fucking Mr. Potato Head pops up in the fucking doorway and he's like hanging from like he's like eye level with them so he's like he's like hanging like in the doorway he is he is propping himself up like bracing himself with both hands against the door frame for reasons I guess to be scary with the reality is like dude you've got no legs and you're made of lumps just be yourself and this thing's just like and it fucking falls down and there's like a bunch of close ups of him and the old lady's like this is the part I was talking about, okay? Before, when she's, like, rolling around like nobody's business on a rocky, uneven, fucking grassy hill, she she's rolling down the fucking, uh, the hallway in the in the dining room. She's like, open the windows! It hates the light! And then she, her fucking wheelchair just tips forward and she fucking yeah. eats the goddamn fucking wood floor. And then this fucking thing seemingly leaps about 15 feet because she's got, she's on wheels, and this thing doesn't have legs. So you can imagine the distance they've already created between each other. And she falls, and he's like, I'm on ya. Um, and then he takes his his baby's first pickaxe, and he, he pokes her in the back with it. And she's like, ow! And then dies. I'm dead. No more, no more plot for you. <laughs> so, I don't even know. Like, they just, like, escape, right? Like, John and Kathleen just 
run. They just they just fucking run. Yeah, they just run, and I guess they run all the way back across the ocean, back to town. <laughs> no, they, they they come out of the the fucking Van Dam mansion. Oh, that's right. Alice's truck is still there, right? Yeah, yeah. So they they, they take that because they don't know where Birdie went. Because there's a scene where Birdie goes to collect the necklace. And she's like, ah, damn it, Alice, you got there before me? And then she goes in to, uh, you know, check shit out. And then it just does, like, this weird fucking close-up from, like, the uh, the coffin's perspective of her freaking out, much like Alice and the, the other woman did. And then it just cuts, and you never see her again. You never see what happens to her. They don't show her death. Or her body, because they show other people's bodies. They do show it later. Oh, they do? I missed that entirely. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was somebody else, but now I'm thinking about it, it is her. But we'll get to that. So then, okay, so Ramona, so Ploppy, Ramona has disappeared. She got sucked down the hole. The kids are like, oh, my God, Ramona, the hole. Uh." They're acting like they have to act like they're sad. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Oh, no, the thing, Ramona fell down the hole. Uh, Tell her mom, I guess. And then the lady, the chick's like, all right, all right. All right, Squeaky, you be a good boy. Get out of here. Go with Mute Witness. And then she, like, turns to fucking Silver Boobs, and she's like, hey, uh, we got to get the fucking sheriff. And then it just cuts. Where do we go now? Uh, Isn't this where where they go? They don't get the sheriff. They get Rutger Hauer. And then Rutger Hauer comes to the cemetery. Oh, yeah, before he comes there, though, uh, he he deduces, you know, his final blood test that... uh, the creature that they found, the the one that got propellered, also has the same blood type as John and the uh, the other b- fucking blood test. Right, and like confirms the fact that like he's part of the Van Dams for sure. Bum bum bum. Which you already know from Granny. We already knew from the fucking beginning of the movie. Well, that's true too. When he starts having visions of these fucking potato heads. So yeah, Rutger Howard then. Um, uses, uh, he becomes a Pokemon and uses Dig, and then tunnels his way down this fucking mound, and, uh, he comes across, like, one of these fucking caverns that I mentioned before that's also got, like, a smaller hole in it. It's like a cave system, like, built in there. It looks like the fucking Seven Dwarves mine entrance. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> he, hears, he hears singing in the distance. Hi-ho! He's like, oh, God, and he picks up the pistol. He's like, mini people. They're whistling. Small hands. I'm very bigoted against small people. <laughs> Not in the film. I'm just adding that to make this doctor look reprehensible. So, Ruckerhauer goes in this little mine shaft, and he goes inside, and he's he's poking around. He's got a fucking gun. That he finds on the ground. Nah. No, no, no! One of the people gave it to him before he goes in. Oh, I could, I could swear he he found like he's like, oh look, a perfect condition World War Two Colt forty five. No, it's it's actually kind of a funny visual to me because it's like the 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 other townsfolk like give him the rope, a, a pistol, and a flashlight, and he just jumps down, and he's like down there by himself, and then there's like all these skeletons and shit. The movie forgets it doesn't have an action star or hero, so it just like t- it just turns Doctor Rutger Harrow into into action man. Hey, you were in that movie Blade Runner, right? Well, here you go. <sighs> I I used to be. Yeah, but it. it you know the Doctor Marlowe character is walking around these caverns, and he's he's kind of bumping into these Van Dam creatures uh, sporadically, but they're not really going after him. No, that's the weird thing. So he walks down and finds like this perfectly placed like pile of bones that are like completely clean, right? And then and then he like and takes a few steps, and there's just like these Van Dams like around a fire. 
in the cavern and like one's got a baby and the other one's just like hey could do, do you fucking mind or whatever <laughs> and he's like oh excuse me i was i was looking for i was looking for a little girl ramona have you seen her ah fucking shit they pick up this little pickaxe and go after him they like cut his arm and then he like shoots at he like shoots one of them but not really oh he fucking misses by a country mile and he's like four feet away from this thing he he goes to get the hell out of dodge and then he kind of sees off into one of these side rooms the bodies of alice birdie and i think the kid that fell in there but i'm not sure about that their method of 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 killing and draining these things is is awfully i guess straightforward for these little fucking uh, tiny cannibals like they hang them upside down and basically just kind of bleed them out and suck them from their wrists yeah i don't know if i don't know if it's like blood specifically or what because there's conflicting things here like do they need blood or do they need formaldehyde like which is it but they're also like but also like some of their fingers it looks like they've been chewed off yeah they, they got a little nibble in for sure and side note weird inclusion uh, on Alice's body, her boobs just hanging out. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, they were like, oh, well, you haven't seen her boob yet, so I guess we'll put that in there. And this is the scene where you see Alice's body, and the one hanging next to it, I thought was Ramona, but that's Birdie, right? Birdie's on the ground. Ramona's actually getting nibbled on. But we don't see Ramona yet. We see we see Alice's body, and then we see Birdie's body. They're, they're both, like, strung up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The series of events is a little jumbled, but yeah, because he first goes down there, he sees the two bodies, then he runs into, like, the group of Van Dams. Yeah, he, like, looks down a hole, and Ramona's, like, getting eaten, and he's like, Ramona. And he does nothing. He's like, well, no. He's like, I've seen enough, bye, <laughs> and just fucking runs. <laughs> yeah, he fucking comes out of the hole, and everybody's like, well, what happened down there, Doc? And he's like, eh. What Doc, what's the matter with you? He fucking climbs this ladder and just fucking shoots the rest of his whiskey down, and then that's the scene. This, okay, yeah, and the next the next scene, I think, uh, Sean, were you gonna go to where uh, uh, they figure out John's like temporary cure? Well, yeah, because you, <laughs> you get this scene of of Kathleen driving this fucking jeep truck, whatever, and, and John's in the car with her, like borderline comatose because he can't fucking function, and they they pull up to. Uh, you know, Rucker Howard's house. And uh, while this is all happening, there's this inter- intersplice scenes of, of Rucker Howard saying, oh, we got to go to the White House. We got to go to the White House. He goes, he goes, they're mad. They're hungry. They're coming to get us. They have, <laughs> they hate light. Let's get to the lighthouse. The, the townspeople are like, who, who's they? Stop explaining things. You've done nothing but drink since you came out of the hole. Him and the redheaded woman basically come to the conclusion that, oh shit, when Bertie removed all these coffins, that was their food supply. That's why they're going after the living now. Which which nobody bats an eye at. They're just like, oh, yeah, their food supply. Whose food supply? <laughs> Is he drunk again? Is Doc drunk again? What's he talking? He hasn't said anything that made sense since he came out of the hole. Well, they got a town full of boats, and they got the whole town up in a frenzy there. They go to this fucking lighthouse. Yeah. Why don't you guys go to, like, the mainland? <laughs> I didn't think about get that. Get on the boat and leave. They could all just get into the fucking water. These things have no legs. <laughs> But yeah, they they like the, like you were saying, Connor. They go to the the fucking Doctor Marlowe's house, and uh, the baby in the jar is on the table. Sure is. <laughs> That's I love how you set that up. Yeah, the, here's the baby in the jar. You're never gonna believe what we're gonna do with this. Before we before we get to that particular scene, how do they put all this together? I I don't fucking know because I like I feel like I looked away for a second. And then, like, Kathleen was sliding the fucking fetus across the table like it was a fucking hot dog. Like, <laughs> Yeah, ask him if he needed any Oreos to go with it. 
That's fucking disgusting. <laughs> so she just like kind of looks at him and she's like, it's the only way and slaps the fucking wet specimen of the fucking fetus down on the table and then goes sits in the other room. This is the part that really pissed me off about the scene that was like, I get it. She's in an abusive relationship and this is just how some people handle this kind of situation. But she's just like, listen, even if you eat that thing, I'm not going to leave you. I'll stay with you forever. And I'm sitting there thinking like, lady, like the day before that, this guy just like tried to really like violate you. On a serious level. Yeah, and now you're just be okay with him just eating a baby. Eating a dead baby. <laughs> Don't leave me. <laughs> when you frame it in that or those order of events, this sounds really fucking horrifying. Wait, wait, we didn't even get to the best part. He eats his fucking baby and, like, regains his vitality? And takes his clothes off? He eats it and does a full fucking Spider-Man I woke up with abs transformation. Like, he's in the mirror and he's fucking, I don't know, he's making out with himself or some shit. He's bare-ass naked and he's, like, jerking off to himself, looking at himself in the mirror? And then he turns around and she's like, oh, you better? And he's like, come here, you. And then just, like, sticks his fucking fucking formaldehyde fetus tongue down her fucking throat and then they start fucking in the kitchen for a long time yeah for it's it's watchman levels of like can you cut this please i can i I think we all watch the same version then because this is the minute it feels like 10 minutes but it's only a minute it is 60 long seconds of like wow the fucking cherry on top if that's even the term i want to use oh my goodness like we got some bare ass raw dog fucking in this kitchen and like climax and everything and it's like what was that here for <laughs> slam cut to john with a single tear running down his face yeah. <laughs> what she's also supposed to be well she she, we'll okay, get to she that. was vomiting in the very scene before this happening because she's so upset with what she just did and what john had to do and then she's like okay sex fuck me with your fucking scumbag mouth you fucking dirty dead baby mouth! Like what? You just you you just consumed a dead car- a carcass that's been in a jar of garbage. Right before they have sex, he's like trying to talk about it to her, and she's like, "I don't want to think about it." <laughs> she's like, "We're gonna go to France, and then we're gonna formulate something." Oh, we're gonna go to France, and we're gonna figure out the chemicals you need to survive. I'm like, I'm like, lady, the chemicals are bodies, okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> formaldehyde and human flesh the chemicals are long pig you you stupid woman like (laughs) fucking run realistic okay first of all she she must really love this guy but second of all the you know couldn't he just like put like a pig or something like in a bottle of like pickle a pig and formaldehyde and like eat that shit theoretically because they're so similar to us yeah which is why we use them in all kinds of experimentation like that to, to you know exactly pair you know it's the closest thing to us anatomically which is also like which is bizarre yeah, yeah it's fucking weird theoretically like even if you go to like vampire lore sometimes they do use pig's blood as a substitute just in case they don't just because they don't want to kill humans depending on what you're reading theoretically you could put a chimp in a robocop costume and and train that for the military instead of a human (laughs) yeah there you go theoretically (laughs) like medically eating enough of your own kind will already drive you fucking nuts that's how we got mad cow disease like that's how we get this stupid shit like so this this Unless you're a fucking Wendigo and this is a uh, uh, fucking <laughs> ravenous, and it, which is is borderline magic, this doesn't make any fucking sense. No, this is this. We're very deep rooted in like genetics and mutations and whatever pseudoscience you want to talk about. This should 
irrefutably make him worse. This shit, that shit should have killed him. Well, that's what she said. She's like, well, I shot him up with fucking Fenadryl or whatever the fuck it was. And it, he's like, this should kill him. And he's like, nope, it's fine. I'm like, well, red flag fucking 20, lady. Like, what are you talking about? This man survives on shit that we use to embalm our fucking dead. Congratulations, your husband's an X-Men villain. So after Fuckfest 97 in the kitchen, like, we go to what? Back to the lighthouse? The dumbest plan ever? Yeah. Uh, hey, here's an idea. They hate light, so let's get all the lights in the neighborhood and let's shine them around this lighthouse. It won't be a beacon of some kind, no. But let's also stick people outside. Yeah, but, like, with with no rhyme or reason. Yeah, like, so they're at this fucking lighthouse, and they're just piling in here, and they're grabbing lights, and they're fucking... Aren't they, like, bolting up their barricading doors and shit? Sure. Yeah, but, like, again, like you said, they're putting, like, the most ill-equipped people just, like, out on the rocks. Also, at some point, like, to, to, to create some kind of barricade, like, there's just a close-up shot of Rutger ha- Howard handing someone a globe. <laughs> I'm like, what are you going to fucking nail it to? They hate geography. <laughs> They're fucking flat earthers. Show them this. <laughs> They're incestuous flat earthers from the 1600s. Oh Could be from the 2000s. <laughs> the Van Dams are alive and well. Uh, they founded creationism. That makes so much fucking sense, actually. If you think about where they're from, you show them a globe, they go, <gasps> No, you'll fall off the edge. Are you mad? You can't sail out there. The world can't be a circle. What's wrong with it? <laughs> the new world, my foot. Um, of which we don't have. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah, why? Okay, so they're barricading the fucking door of this lighthouse, but there's people outside on the rocks. With guns. Like Silverbra. Yeah, Silverbra's out there in a slicker. And she has an M16. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? Where did she get that I from? I fucking love this scene. Why is she wandering so far off is what I'd like to know. She's on, like, the fucking jetty, and she's got this thing just, like, arbitrarily pointing places. And she, like, looks up at the lighthouse and, like, waves. She's like, hi, guys, I'm out here. They gave me a gun. Isn't that crazy? And then fucking Mute Witness, like, points the light at her. This fucking Van Damme comes up and fucking cracks this bitch in the back and, like, starts killing her. And Mute Witness, like, can't scream, can't warn her, turns around, runs away, runs to uh, the other chick, and is just like... <sighs> uh, well, hold on. First, she gets... This This girl goes down. You're, her death isn't confirmed yet. And then four people run outside with, like, fucking buckshot guns and just start firing from, like, what has to be 100 feet away at this thing. I'm like, I'm like any one of you could kill... Your friend down there. Anything. (laughs) You ain't hitting shit with that thing. Again, yeah, you're like, how far up on a fucking lighthouse? Like, how tall is a fucking lighthouse? Yeah, it's it's fucking high, yeah. You're shooting buckshot down at the ground. (laughs) Like, the the, the spread of that would be so huge by the time it gets to the fucking ground. (laughs) Every one of those, like, fucking fragments just hits her friend. Yeah, you're you're fucking hitting everything within within like a fucking four or five foot radius. Also, what I learned from the scene is that when you fire a shotgun from a hundred feet in the air down to the rocks, it ricochets like metal. <laughs> and it sparks the fucking rock. So yeah, silver silver bra is dead. Um, and then you know, mute witness baby Laura goes inside, and then redheaded woman just makes a face, and then turns around and just sheaths a knife and hands it to baby (laughs) (laughs) she's looking at it like it's some kind of ceremonial fucking dagger she's like (laughs) like she's fucking john rambo yeah she's like you see she doesn't say this she doesn't say a word she just she just kind of like 
because nobody can see me right now, but like she like flashed it. She's like, yeah, you see this fucking knife? See that? I'm going to put it back in the sheath and I'm going to fucking hand it to you. There you go. I'm going to push it against your chest. There you go. Now you're an action star, right? Protect yourself, John Rambo, mutant witness. And then doesn't someone say like, fuck yeah, or something like that? I can't remember. There's- yeah, it was probably Marlo after he shoots a flare in the sky and just fucking no scopes a guy on the ground. <laughs> Rucker, I was like, we need more light, and he shoots a flare into the fucking sky. Yeah, and then Sean's right. He just like he just fucking eyeballs a shot down uh, one of the mutants and just hits it. Yeah, like right through, right between the eyes. He's like, like, where are you from? Don't ask questions. Can't hit the fucking one that's four feet away from you in the cavern, but you fucking nail this one right in the dome from a top of a lighthouse. It's because he was sober when he was in the tunnel, and now he's been drinking. Oh yeah, he's got that fucking dead eye now. He's he's all he's fucking all he's soaked, man. He's ready to go. Oh, of course, because this is a horror movie the power mysteriously gets turned off yeah but not before john and kathleen get to the lighthouse well explain to me why the power got turned off i totally missed that one it just happens no a lightning strike hit the fucking lighthouse and like the power went out oh okay okay lightning has horror movie uh awareness it always strikes when uh, when the villains need the power to go out but it doesn't serve any purpose you want to know why no and actually and i'm and i'm bummed because the the one thing that the, the one action piece that was in this scene that did seem to serve a purpose and that kind of would have added a sense of peril is kind of just so limply done it just didn't have an effect and that was when the fucking it's these things are tunnelers yes they're in a big giant building with a singular floor so they dig the fucking floor out and everyone collapses in i'm like that's cool and then it goes nowhere yeah no yeah exactly so i don't i don't remember how john and kathleen get there but they are there in the lighthouse and i don't remember seeing them get there but they're there yeah, I think they could just drive there from from the doctor's house. It's not far. I don't know how I don't know how they knew to go to the lighthouse. It must have been so fucking noisy. Um, also, how did they get in whilst it was under siege and people were firing shotguns outside? That's what I'm saying. I don't know how they got in there. So the floor fucking falls out, and literally all the kids fall down. Like Fat Kid One and the and the redhead kid fall down. And Rutger Hauer is like just looking down. He's like, ah. Save yourself. Somebody do something. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going down there. <laughs> I I'm not doing it. I've already been down there. I want you guys to go down there. Well, then baby Laura has like an amazing kill shot. She takes that fucking knife and just throws it right like at <laughs> this. This fucking fat kid is about to be uh, dragged off. And she she takes the knife, jumps down this fucking hole and goes, not fucking today. <laughs> No, she goes, no fucking way! Yeah, something like that, and then just, and then fucking pulls a Frank Castle, whoever the fuck, from the Punisher movie, and just throws it right into this fucking mutant's chest. And then she disappears from the movie. She's killed immediately after. Is she? Yes! Yeah, because, because a fucking mutant comes over trips her down to knee level and just baby pickaxes her in the neck and she dies oh i didn't even realize that i just i just remember like she does that and the fucking and then kathleen and rucker howard jump down save the fat kid and then run after the red-haired kid yeah because the red-haired kid's getting dragged off and then jonathan's like wait kathleen no and he jumps down there too well she does get dragged away at one point i forget how she gets knocked over or something everyone who dies in this movie either deserves it or is just completely unaware of what's happening around them or go right into the mouth of fucking 
fucking madness because it's like, what, what are you doing? Yeah, because like Rut- I think Rutger Howard jumps down there too. Um, Kathleen jumps down there because the one redhead kid's being dragged away. Yeah, not not his mother. His mother doesn't jump down there to save him. She doesn't. She doesn't give a fuck. She's <laughs> no. She's like, lah, let him get killed. She's like, doctor, go get him. He's like, what? You you go. You're I'm sixty. Like. <laughs> <laughs> You have a gun. You have a gun. <laughs> You're half my age. Here you go, lady. Take it. You have a rifle. Every all the all the ladies have rifles. Yeah, he's like they? your hips work and You're sober. Get down there. Kevin's getting dragged away, and then like Rutger Hauer kind of chases after her, and John like goes bah! and then like hops the railing and then jumps his hole, and you don't see him for a second. Rutger Hauer saves Kathleen. Yes, he's like, get off of you, damn dirty potato. Get off me, you cinnabon with eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Get off me, you chicken McNuggets. Yeah, and then, like, so, yeah, one of them's got, um, one of them's got, oh, yeah, that's right, like, so they save Kathleen, and then John's just there. Well, he walks out with the redhead kid, like, fucking creature from the Black Lagoon. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, cool, I'm, I'm like, I know what happened here, he tamed his people, and he'll give the kid back, and he just killed the child, what the fuck's happening (laughs) He sure did. He fucking takes this kid and he's like, he's like, uh, y'all gotta leave. And and he's and she's like, wait, no, you gotta come home. Like, let's go home. He's like, I am home. And then he like puts the kid down on the ground, takes out his fucking baby Freddy Krueger glove and like slits this kid's wrist and starts drinking his blood. And then he turns around. And he's like, okay, go now. Uh, it's gonna cave in. And she's like, no, John, wait. And he's like, get out, you and Rutger Howard, get out of here. And then they run away, and the fucking thing caves in, and Jonathan is down there with the fucking potato people. This was neither earned, developed, or did it make any sense? No, that's the thing. Like, look, I knew I knew for a fact he was going to just end up with these people or, like, you know, like, sacrifice himself in some way. But he doesn't do either of those things. Like, No, he does a fucking heel turn. Yeah, like, but completely. Like, there is no... Like, I wish he, like, would have went after them. Like, I'm a Van Damme now, and they're my family. Yeah, like, he, it's, it's such a hard left initially, and then yeah. he's like, uh, I'm a fucking monster now, but, uh, I'm gonna kill this kid, but, oh, go, wifey, it's fine, leave, I'm not gonna hurt you, go, I suddenly give a shit. Yeah. So, it cuts to, like, I think it's, like, the following morning, the fucking cave collapses, and you don't see John right away, and Kathleen's gonna fucking leave, and she's just like, well, this has been the worst night of my life, and Rutger Howard's like, ain't that a thing, chug. There's two, there's two fade to blacks and then fade ups. Like, there's a commercial break between the last two fucking scenes of this movie. Because it happens here with the cave thing, and it's the next morning. And you're like, I'm like, okay, fine. And then, you know, yeah, she shows up on the pier, and Rucker Howard's just like, are you okay? And she's like, yep. She's like, I felt the baby move. And he's like, oh, good, come with me. And I'm like, felt the baby move? Like, you just found out you were pregnant. You're not even, like, you're not showing at all. You, you know what I mean? Like, the baby isn't fucking developed yet. What are you talking about? And we, and we know they don't grow very fast because look at these fuckers. So then, and then it fades down again and it cuts to black. I'm like, oh, it's over. Nope, fade back up. <laughs> Our fucking narrator from the beginning of the movie comes back. <laughs> and it turns out, surprise, <laughs> Jonathan had a twin sister. <laughs> oh, he wasn't the only normal one. There was another one, his twin sister, who's also a hermaphrodite, but she'll fuck him anyway. 
I was like the 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 line. It's like it, that's what that's, he says. I know, almost <laughs> verbatim. That's why it bothered me because it was like it was like, and it turns out John also had a twin who was also a hermaphrodite. It's like the end of the Grinch or some bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And his his penis grew three sizes that day for his sister. And his and his debauchery knew no bounds. She could she could love herself, but she'll also love Jonathan. And then Jonathan fucking kneels down and cradles her, and she hugs him, and all the fucking uh, fucking. Uh, Mac and me monsters or potato heads or the fuck they are. <laughs> they all start singing. They're like, Bahoo, yeah. do raise I'm, like, I'm like, happy ending? Yeah, the roast beast is fucking Ramona. <laughs> And then he's and then he's fucking cradling Victorian looking Jabba the Hutt and the credits fucking roll. <laughs> yeah, the the woman playing his twin sister is like the same actress from the beginning. Uh and she's like 900 pounds. But they like they they like yeah, they uglied her up and made her like a like at this big hefty mutant who's just sitting there with like the old like powdered wig looking around but she has like no legs and just like covered in lumps. But she looks normal. So why cuz Jonathan was like an outcast cuz he looked normal. So you're like we don't fucking want him. He doesn't look like a freak like the rest of us. Like why would they keep Because she looks normal she looks human too so i'm like well what the fuck like this story like you just completely null and voided your fucking character's right. arc <laughs> with this character because it's like okay turning first of all like taking john and just suddenly making him the villain of the film is like congratulations you just assassinated this character who didn't have much going for him to begin with and now any emotional investment i might have had in this is completely sucked out of the room because i'm like oh yeah. that dude who's being a piece of shit in the movie who maybe would have had a like a redemption arc by either killing himself with these mutants or doing something else along those lines, just was like, meh, I think I'm going to stay here. So here's my question, though. Did they think there was going to be a sequel? Because all the people in the town basically imply they're leaving at the end of the movie. Like, what's their food supply going to be? Well, they, they, they also eat each other, too. So they, like, fuck themselves to create food, kind of, and perpetuate the species. Yeah, I guess. But you got nine months to, like, hold out for that long. You're going to live. I don't know what the gestation period is for these fucking things <laughs> because they're, she's already kicking in fucking Kathleen's belly, so I don't know. And these things are fat. Like, I'm sure they could find some kind of cooling system to keep one of them around. Yeah, and that's 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 the end of that movie. <laughs> so so where are we putting this? I'll, I'll be honest, uh, just from, like an outside perspective like if i was trying to to recommend this to somebody this movie kind of sucks um but at the same time it's like you said in a message before it has a tractor beam of weirdness coming off of it and it's so nonsensical and wants to be something big at one at you know kind of all at the same time as it being completely incompetent in some departments, like, it, things don't add up, and there's things that happen out of nowhere, but there's also hilarious characters like this fucking shotgun-toting nurse in a fucking wheelchair, and Rutger Hauer's drunk-ass doctor, um, and everyone that built on the island is an idiot, um, so to that end, I found it kind of charming, so I think I would put this on the shelf, kind of reluctantly, <laughs> almost shamefully. <laughs> I've always liked this movie, um, it's... Not very good, um, and it could be a lot better. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's just one of those things where, like, there's a lot, like, there's a lot of weird, cool shit going on. I don't know if I'd sit in the, excuse me, maybe not cool, but, like, there's a lot of weird, interesting shit happening, and these little ghouly things that are running around killing people, and it's based off one of, not if, my favorite author, so I'm kind of giving it carte blanche in that arena, but, like, if it didn't have all of the 
idiotic fucking like townspeople bullshit in it like there's a good movie here like jonathan's whole thing where he like comes back to the place where he where he was born and like finds out all his heritage shit because the stuff in the mansion and the stuff with the old lady is like really good and those are the only set pieces that are actually like creepy and rucker howard's really good in it uh even though he like literally has nothing to do except look at a fucking dead one of these things uh and drink but i don't know i don't know if i'd recommend it per se like I, i'd say watch it one time just to see it but uh but it's definitely on the shelf for me especially because this when this vhs came out it had this like clear pouch on the front full of like fake blood that you can like push around on it that's interesting yeah i have it i'm actually gonna throw it up in our story uh so everybody could see it um for those you know people that have never heard of this movie and don't have never seen this vhs i think it's a lot of more like nostalgia for me of why I like this film or why I even own it. I don't know. It's just one of those. It, that's like a prerequisite. It has weird little creatures in it. It's based off an H.P. Lovecraft story and has a cool VHS. Um, This is definitely a dumpster movie for me. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like this movie at all. Um, <laughs> I had a feeling that was coming because I, I I think we've been doing this long enough where I can gauge how you feel about certain things. And I'm like, I'm like this movie sucks, but I like it. And I'm like, I don't think Sean's going to like this very much. <laughs> Listen, I, I, there's certain concepts of this movie that I can get behind, like the whole angle of, hey, the, like Connor was joking about the King of Holland said, hey, stop diddling each other. So they just went to America and kept doing it. <laughs> it's, it's kind of funny. And, and I want to bring that up again. I just love the idea of a royal figure going, hey, cut the shit. Stop fucking each yeah. other. <laughs> And you know what, the incest thing is is gross, but it's supposed to be gross, and I can almost buy into that, but the whole thing with, like, they're also peddling this angle of, like, well, they also have both human sex organs, and, and uh, there's also this really awkward sexual harassment scene that doesn't ever come up again, and just that the creatures, whenever they're on screen, they're, like, in really poor lighting, just to kind of hide the imperfections, I'm assuming, of either the makeup or the prosthetics, and it's just like for me, it just never really comes together. There, you know, yeah, you get to see Rucker Hauer like kind of playing this like drunk, like wacko doctor, but like the rest of the characters are kind of bland. Like the only one I somewhat cared about was Alice, and she dies in the first twenty-five minutes. So yeah, it's definitely a dumpster movie for me. It's it's probably middle of the dumpster, like kind of like the pico de gallo section of the burrito. <laughs> After it comes out, you know, on the other end of the body. Yeah, I wouldn't say this movie is in any way rage-inducing, but you can certainly look at it and go, this is stupid. I do wonder if I would like this more if I had been more familiar with the H.P. Lovecraft story, or if, you know, I have seen the the titular uh, VHS in person, so I can attest to the fact that it's a pretty cool cover. Um, But yeah, I just, uh, I didn't have any kind of nostalgia for it, and I just, you know... I. I don't know if I would recommend it either, but I also, like, if it came on TV and someone's never seen it, I wouldn't tell them to, like, turn it off immediately. I just, I'm probably never going to watch it again. You could recut this movie in a fucking 20 minutes and be like, yeah, that was a thing. Yeah, like, yeah, like, make it, put that on the new Twilight Zone, something like that. You could put this on Crypt TV and call it a day. Um, I think this is kind of along the same lines of quality as I would Not to get off on a side tangent, but I feel like there's a lot more, at least in, in my opinion, to like about Uncle Sam than this movie. Well, Uncle Sam has fucking Isaac Hayes and a kid in a fucking wheelchair, and someone uses a cannon at the end, all right? Like, <laughs> this... I'm trying to assess which one's less boring. Ooh, I don't know about that. 
I don't think I... Because mm, there's stretches in both movies where not a lot is happening, so I don't know. I don't know. Might be a tie. But I would say, I would say they're both the same level of dumb, and I think it would just come down to personal preference at that point. It's like, how much can you tolerate of all this nonsense, so... Yeah, well, at least the fucking creatures in this are, like, well done. They look good. They're fucking... And they're fucking easy to make fun of and laugh at. Uncle Sam is dressed as Uncle Sam, and that's it. That's a crime in and of itself. So that's it. That's Bleeders, a.k.a. Hemoglobin, a.k.a. The Descendant from 1997. I'm Joel Escola. I'm Sean O'Rourke. I'm Connor McGraw. Thanks for visiting the dumpster. Seminal fluid present suggests a functioning hermaphrodite capable of having sex with itself. Huh. I need a drink. Eggman a double. <laughs> We'll